Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Fall of the Roman Empire. I'm Nick Holmes, and rather than a normal episode this week, I wanted to share a rather shorter bonus episode with you, because I've been quite busy recently preparing my second book for publication. Plus, of course, we've had the festive season, which I hope you enjoyed. And so, I wanted to tell you a story I was reminded of when I was lucky enough to visit Milan in Italy just before Christmas. And this is the strange story of a Tiller the Hun and the Imperial Princess Honoria. And what reminded me was something that's always struck me whenever I go to Milan, which is why aren't there more Roman remains? After all, as you know, if you're a regular listener to my podcast, Milan, or Mediolanum as the Romans called it, was a hugely important city in the late empire. It was actually the de facto capital of Italy, and also of the wider Western Empire from really the late 3rd century until AD 408, when Stilicho moved the capital to Ravenna. I've always thought this transfer of power showed just how powerless the Roman army had become, as we discussed in episode 47. And of course, just two years later in AD 410, Rome itself was sacked by Alaric the Visigoth, as we discussed in episode 46. But Mediolanum actually held out much longer than Rome and wasn't sacked until AD 452. So why aren't there more Roman remains? Well, before we go into that, let me just tell you what there is to see in Milan. I think the most striking thing is the row of ancient pillars in front of the church of San Lorenzo. And you can see a picture of this on my website at nickholmesauthor.com in the blog section. They really are beautiful. But unlike Rome, which, as you know, is packed full of spectacular Roman remains, in Milan, they're pretty thin on the ground. And really, there are just a few bits and pieces here and there. I think my favourites after the pillars are a late Roman tower, which is the only remnant of the once mighty walls that protected the city, and a quite stupendous 5th century chapel, again in the San Lorenzo church, called the Capella di Sant'Aquilino, which has a stunning early Christian mosaic, Again, photos on my website. I also recommend visiting the Archaeological Museum, which is a charming and surprisingly big museum, which has the last surviving Roman tower I just mentioned. I'll put the link to it on my website. So let's get back to the question, which is why does Milan have so few Roman remains, while Rome has, of course, so many? And I think the answer lies with our favourite Hun, Attila. The reason is basically that he flattened the city in AD 452. Attila's gruesome reputation is in large part due to his hideous treatment of the northern Italian cities in the early 450s. And the story behind this is part amusing and part horrifying. The amusing bit is that his invitation to invade Italy came from the Emperor Valentinian III's sister Honoria. As you know, there were plenty of strong-willed women in the later Roman Empire, and Honoria was certainly a good example, because when her dim-witted brother tried to marry her off to a wealthy senator in a life of domestic boredom, she wrote to Attila the Hun, asking him to save her. She even sent him her ring, which he interpreted as an offer of marriage. Given Attila was one of the most bloodthirsty tyrants on the planet, you would have thought she could have done a bit more research on him. Shame the Romans didn't have dating apps. 
Meanwhile, over in the heart of the Hunnic Empire, which was on the plains of Hungary at this time, Attila was pleasantly surprised by Honoria's interest in him. He already had quite a few wives, but a Roman princess was a nice addition. He thought about it, probably not for very long, and decided that her dowry should be the Roman Empire, which he coveted anyway. At this point, Honoria's brother, the Emperor Valentinian, was almost certainly hiding behind a curtain. According to the Roman sources, he was also considering executing his annoying sister, and then relented, wondering how he would explain this to Attila. Meanwhile, Attila was not amused when he heard Honoria had been held up because of some feeble excuse. So, he invaded Gaul to claim his dowry. By this date, the Roman Empire was, of course, a shadow of its former self, or at least that was the case in the West. In the East, it was still a very serious force. And most of the West had been conquered by German tribes who were experimenting with things like baths and latrines for the first time. Now, they were just as terrified as the Romans were. When Attila invaded Gaul, he was met by a huge confederation of tribes led by a courageous Roman general called Aetius, often called the last of the Romans. Aetius and the Germans just stopped the Hunnic juggernaut and saved Europe. Attila was, of course, furious. So, he turned to Italy. Here, the opposition crumbled. He besieged the Roman fortress town of Aquileia, which resisted him to begin with, but was then so completely destroyed that there are no archaeological remains left whatsoever. After that, the inhabitants of the towns of the Po Valley were so terrified they simply opened their gates and fled. One by one, the great Roman cities of the north were obliterated. Verona, although its amphitheatre of course survived and is today a major tourist attraction, Vicenza, Ticinum and finally Mediolanum itself were all destroyed. And this is the true reason why Roman remains in northern Italy are so thin on the ground compared to those south of the River Po. So how, you ask, did Rome survive? And what happened to Attila? Well, our story has a few more twists and turns. The Bishop of Rome, Leo, took the credit for saving Rome. As the useless Emperor Valentinian was packing his bags, Leo courageously went to meet Attila. No one knows exactly what happened at their meeting, but Attila immediately retreated to the north. The most likely explanation was that the Hunnic army was suffering from plague induced by a famine in Italy at that time. Attila went home, saying he would be back for Honoria. Meanwhile, he found consolation with a beautiful German princess, but on the morning after their wedding, he was found dead. The consensus is that he simply died of a brain hemorrhage. A German legend quickly sprang up that the brave young woman killed him. Needless to say, there was wild rejoicing across the Western world. Then, as I was pondering this strange tale, sitting in a little cafe just beside the pillars of San Lorenzo, I wondered what happened to Honoria. Well, apparently she married that boring senator. Well, I thought you could have made up your mind a little bit earlier and saved everyone a lot of trouble.
So that is the strange tale of Attila and Honoria. Do have a look at the photos on my website. And next week, we'll get back to the normal podcast series, looking at what was going on in the Eastern Empire while the West was falling apart. Thanks for listening and see you next time. <laughs>